Okay, guys, welcome back to Cupcast, the Qubits podcast series. I'm Raghu. I continue to be your host for today's episode. And the topic for today's conversation is going to be uh, Design Ops 101. We're going to do a sneak peek into what Design Ops is all about and why is it so important for a design organization. So before we get started, like I always do, I did a bit of internet research not on the design ops space per se, but on a parallel space, you know, ops in the technology arena. And a lot of interesting insights actually turned up. And I thought, let that be a precursor for today's conversation to make this more interesting and data-driven. Gartner in 2016 did a survey and, and which threw pretty intriguing insights on ops as a topic. Right? It said 95% of the companies were concerned with increasing efficiency and productivity in their technology operations. 43% viewed increased efficiency as one of the highest priorities for them. And of, of the lot, 42% prioritized increasing productivity. So, you know, this was way back in 2016 where, you know, things were just getting started. And now we are in 2022, things have picked up. A lot has happened in the ops space. In fact, ops has spread its wings like never before. You know, what used to be simple DevOps is, is now Scrum Ops, Service Ops, Infra Ops, Cloud Ops, Chat Ops, <laughs> AI ML Ops. And I think ops has become probably the most, you know, uh, sought after suffix in the technology space. The new kid in the block that's arrived recently, but not so recently, is Design Ops you know, and design having become the center of gravity and an important ingredient in any successful digital intervention, design ops has gathered a lot of momentum and it's apt that we're talking about this today. With this backdrop, Shashank Anoro, welcome back to the show. Great. So on that note, let's shift to a very interesting topic. Shashank Anoro, both of you have traveled a long journey in the area of design. I think you started this journey when design was not even known as design. So I'm sure in this long journey, you would have encountered a lot of operational dimensions. So the first question is to the both of you. And the question is, what is design ops according to you? Who wants to take a stab at it first? Yeah. So maybe I, I can go first. You know, I've been in the last 30 years of my career, I, I've, I've managed you know, product uh, teams in product companies, teams in services companies. And in most of the cases, uh, I've seen that the teams have grown very, very rapidly. Now, when the team is very small, I think there, there, is, a, there is sort of a inherent way of managing things, managing the day-to-day operations of the, the team. Or when things become large, you know, you're talking about managing a team of about 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 people. And I've, I've managed teams of about close to 100 odd people. You know, that's when the operational challenges become very, very high. So you have, there are multiple dimensions. Right? There are number of customers, there are number of projects, there are number of people. People have uh, their competencies. So in all the dimensions of delivery, team competency, projects, the 
problem becomes a fairly complex problem to to solve and unfortunately there is there is no easy answer to solve that problem in the sense there are no good tools that are that are out there to manage it so so in my opinion the design ops challenges you know how do you how do you manage these multiple things that are there around around <clears throat> and that probably is one dimension that i think is very very critical i'll let auro chime in as well yeah very thanks thanks shashank very aptly said when you manage a large team of people the operational challenges uh, are very different and when you are dealing with designers it's another challenge you know designers are very emotional and they have a certain way of certain way of doing things and they have different competencies they do things differently to achieve different kind of results so when you say design ops or design operations you know how do you operationalize design so that you achieve the business goal that that you have or your customers have or your stakeholders have and how do you enable these designers who are very unique in themselves they work in silo sometimes they sometimes work in collaboration how do you empower them or enable them so that they can focus on design right that particular umbrella i we, I, i would call it design ops cool so two things that came out of this was scale and empowerment and and encapsulating that is design ops but i i have a before i go to the next question there is an interim thing that i want to ask you you both mentioned about scale right and as as company scale as team scale there are obviously operational issues that hurt you and hurts you bad if you don't have a way to do things let's say if i'm a startup right does it mean that with a small team of designers does it mean that design ops is not applicable to me how would you put that in perspective so you know i i think it, that's a good good question that's not the scale but if you look at design operations you can say that everything that happens in a design function or a design team where you don't need a designer so like for example how do we collaborate or how we organize work or how do we get to work done in terms of you know how do you standardize things how do you manage things or how do we measure the impact that work creates in terms of you know measuring through some metrics especially some user experience and customer experience metrics and communicating that to the external system i think all these things would by and large also fall in the in the realm of design operations so be it like a small company or a large company these things are important that how we work together how we get work done and how work creates impact uh, all these things are very essential uh, if you take any organization of any shape or any size so it's 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 not just large it's not just scale I and mean, of course when you scale things become a little more critical but even for small companies i believe this is very very important yeah it becomes interesting even for a small company like you said and also because of the fact that if i start well you know as mm-hmm. i scale i will already have everything in place to manage things in the most elegant fashion so it's not just for a large team it matters a lot for them obviously but even for yeah. a small team it's good that they accept that hygiene right from the beginning so auto you know given what we have heard so far this might be a very redundant question but i'll still ask you mm-hmm. why do you think design ops matters now 
Okay, we have seen that the design as a function has been growing right over a period of time. I have 22 years of experience in the design field post my graduation. What I've seen is companies have started looking at design as a differentiator, right? Mm -hmm. And many companies have built their design function over a period of time. In couple of last couple of years, we, we have seen massive growth in the scale of design hiring and having large design teams. Even startups who have a small team of 25 have five designers. And you can see that how things have changed where we had one designer for a thousand team company, right? Things have changed. Now the ratio has gone down to one is to five, or one designer to five developers. So if you look at the way the market is, design market is growing, if we don't put some framework around it, a structure around it, it will be very inefficient to manage that growth. It will be, I mean, I would say that it, it can break how you grow your design practice within the organization. So this is the time. I mean, I was just reading this Forrester's study, which said in 2022, the design market is like $162 billion, right? Mm-hmm. Going to be $400 billion plus in another four years. Are we ready for that kind of growth? I mean, if we don't have a framework, if we don't have a, the right uh, process approach or a structure in place, we'll not be able to scale design the way we want. And we know that it's going to have huge, huge impact on the top line and bottom line of organizations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything that scaling needs, you know, the mantra is there is a need for a very sophisticated operations layer to enable that scale. Fantastic. And now is the time. I think scale is important, but I think, you know, a lot of these aspects of collaborating, a lot of these things of, you know, how you organize things, how do you, how do you ensure that, you know, there is, you're able to have a single uh, repository of, uh, uh, of your documents, artifacts, etc. So all these things are also very, very critical. And, and, and of course, as things scale, these becomes uh, a lot more complex, but even how you, how you collaborate, how you, how you uh, integrate with other functions. There are a lot of these aspects that are very, very critical. Like I said, you know, mm-hmm. anything that designers doesn't do when, when they are designing is, is falls into this bucket of design operations. Absolutely. So one thing that's an enigma in the world of design are the kind of designers that we see, because, you know, interestingly, designers is seen as one person. Right? <laughs> and, and so uh, coming to the world of design ops, this enigma just becomes even more deeper. So Oro, what are the different roles and responsibilities do you think are there in the area of design ops? Uh, <clears throat> you know what? I, I can give this answer in a slightly different way. When, when we spoke to a lot of people for, for design ops, you know, the kind of people we spoke to are like design strategists, product managers, the strategy director product owners, design managers, marketing managers, you know, design ops leaders, and those kind of stuff people we spoke spoke to. But when we try to consolidate them and try to bucket them and identify what kind of the cohorts that we are really speaking to, we realize that there are four kind of people, mm-hmm. uh, this design ops as a function, the designers who are the design producers who actually do this you know, they take a go to Figma or a sketch or something and, and 
deliver something which is very creative and focuses on a particular production then the design managers who are very execution oriented they say okay how i should achieve what i need to achieve that's the second kind of role the third kind of people are the design ops manager which is a very new role that we have seen in the marketplace their focus is you know how to do the planning for the design organization and manage how these teams will work not really they are not execution oriented they are planning oriented and this is a very new role that we saw and then of course the product managers who are who bridge the gap between your business team development team and the design team and they they are they look like they are very 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 unique role in within design ops but definitely critical one that's what i see there are these four roles so far okay so there is a setup who i mean there's somebody who's responsible for setting it up for the design right. ops managers right. planning and setup and there are people who are responsible for who have a deep eye into execution who are the design managers right. and last but not the least people who are the doers who are the designers and and these are yeah. typically the roles and then then there are overarching folks who are very curious and intrigued about design as a function who are product managers and product owners i think uh, they are also a direct stakeholder in this game because they mm-hmm. they have to play a role in tying this business and your development team and the design team together and they usually own this product and how it get executed right yeah. so yeah shashank i had this as a next question for yourself right uh, mm-hmm. product managers and design ops how do you see them together yeah. you know for many product managers design tends to become like a black box yeah mm-hmm. they don't have any visibility on what's happening mm-hmm. as part of the design process and typically design tends to be a little mystic for many product managers product owners in terms of you know how they do research how they get insights or how they do the whole high level design low level design and then also come up with some test hypothesis and do do the testing so for many product managers this is this becomes a black box and the challenge that they have is that they have, they have no visibility in you know, what's happening there's no ability to provide any feedback in terms of you know how if things are you know either moving in the right direction or not moving in the right direction so there's no ability to collaborate no ability to sort of work with the with the design team and those are the key problems that i believe that design operations can help solve it can provide high level framework of you know how handshakes happen how information moves from one one function to the other so a lot of those things could could be very effectively solved uh, by by product managers collaborating with the design ops design ops team. so essentially if i were to imagine this as a circle project ma- product managers are part of the circle and not outside yeah. the circle so it's okay. the design ops managers design managers designers and product managers who can play an important role in getting design ops right Absolutely. which is which is fantastic shashank you know in your introduction you also spoke about you know you led a very large team a heterogeneous team of designers and engineers and other functions as well you know we started this conversation talking about devops right you know the various you know slash ops most of the slashes were something associated with dev 
the the conundrum what most people have is why do i need yet another ops right why can't i just do devops for design right so how if i were to ask this question to you how do you see design ops differently from devops so if you look at conceptually both are operational tools which is that one is uh, working with with the development to ensure that you know there is a continuous delivery that happens on on the cloud um we believe there is there needs to be a tool or a platform which also en- enables that is a continuous design delivery that happens to several internal customers be it product management or be it engineering or even to and uh, and customers so conceptually i don't see much of difference between these two however if you look at most of the dev op tools that that are out there they are related to you know doing very micro uh, task management which is and and there is no process context that is that is there right so there are two challenges that 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 we've seen that you know the, these are essentially task management tools where you can all, allocate tasks to different people and then those tasks happen uh, uh, and, and people update those tasks on on that tool and the second thing is that those those tasks happen in isolation in the sense there is no dependency or there is no correction between tasks whereas if you look at design design is a process right i mean there are there is a logical thing where it starts with, uh, with some sort of hypothesis then it goes into maybe some high level design low level design testing etc so it's it's a it's it's a process that now traditionally these devops tools we have seen are not adept to managing these workflow oriented uh, uh, activities and, and that's that's a challenge that we've seen in, in both the product companies also the services companies that I'm, that I manage right and and typically design is also very non linear in nature and it has its Absolutely. own way of operating hence yeah. something that you know goes deeper into design as a subject to manage operations yeah. around it might be required differently from how the other dimensions operate absolutely yeah. Yeah. and and also i mean not a real follow on question but a, a a completely different question on on an extreme side shashank for you uh, you've been a business owner you've run companies in the past you're running as well now how do you think design ops as a concept can solve you know this business challenge that that's that hits an organization so i believe that you know as organizations move from sort of establishing a small little design practice to using design in a very strategic manner and what i mean by that is that okay in there there are two dimensions to it one is that the team scales so you're no longer talking about a very small team but a large team and secondly now design has got permeated into not just product development but a lot of other functions like marketing or be customer support or customer success etc so so once you have design being used as a strategy advantage i think it's very important that now you need to there's a there's a, a larger need to see how this function is managed how it what is the impact that it brings on my either my top line goals or my bottom line goals how do i ensure that you know there is an alignment with the overall business if i want to let's say either build a product for a new market or a new geography 
or I want to target a new customer base, you know, I need to ensure that my entire organization, including design, is aligned to that goal, is, is, uh, is working towards that goal. And most, most importantly, I want design not like an isolated function, but it has to be like an integrated function. But everyone is able to contribute. Everyone is able to give feedback. Everyone is able to, which which happens in a lot of other functions. But unfortunately, design has stayed isolated. So as a business person, I think there are two or three things which are very, very critical. That okay, how can I ensure that there's a business alignment? How do I ensure that you know there is sort of a collaboration that's happening across 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 various functions? And the third thing, which is very important, is that I'm able to measure the impact that it has on either my top line or my bottom line goals. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Auro, do you, do you have any perspectives on this? Okay, so mm-hmm. I think Sasan covered it quite a lot. For me, I would look at it from the business challenge point of view. Like when I was running a design consulting firm, my challenge was the invisible design timelines. When things will be done? What is the delivery schedule? How do I ensure that the quality of design is of a certain standard? I, these are the questions that I that I had. I didn't even know how to track if the, the design that you have done is of certain standard. What is the metric that I should capture? I had another ch- business challenge that designers don't follow the day processes, right? So for example, with a large client, my design team was working, they're using Jira, right? And my designers don't use Jira, as simple as that. Then what happens? I mean, we how do we integrate? It's always very frustrating for them. I've heard them cribbing many a times, but we let let it be, and that impacts the team health. I mean, they feel frustrated means it impacts your team health, right? And another thing that I also saw is when I ask a graphic designer to do a research or a researcher to do interaction design. Can you imagine the kind of conflict that I'm creating already? So this uh, unicorn designer concept where we say full stack designer, they're, they're not real people, right? We, somebody might be just be doing it. These are the business challenges. How do you segregate these competencies and hire the right kind of talent? And one more thing, which is, of course, as a consulting agency, I didn't have that challenge. But what I've seen is designers are far from the strategic decisions that design businesses usually make. Right? These are the business challenges. So do I think design ops can play a role in solving these business challenges? In a way, yes, because if we can tie the business visions with the design programs that, that, that we run, it can help in addressing the team health issues. Team health, I, I, you understand, you know, understanding what yeah. the team really want and, and mapping it with their competency, you know, giving them the room to deliver on the promised delivery. And, mm-hmm. uh, identifying ways so that they can be very efficient and effective, which is the design process, you know, supports, giving them the tools of best practices, how to do things, asking somebody saying that, okay, hey, go ahead and do an alignment workshop. And the poor guy doesn't even know how to go about it versus telling them how to do it. And how do we enable these, these people? And I believe design ops can play a very important role if we resolve these business challenges. It will bring in a lot of maturity into the organization. It will bring in a lot of clarity and confidence into the into the whole business. Right. So, Oro, you know, a side question. Do you think design ops can help create unicorn designers? Uh, unicorn designers? 
no, no. I, in the sense you spoke about full stack designers right so do you think no. with the idea of design ops it help you create the whole idea of full stack designers or is it still going to be very heterogeneous as it, it is today no, uh, what will happen is right now that there are there are uh, silos designers go are good at certain things like a graphic designer is just focused on design right he's not bothered about what the research team is doing a uh, ux writer is just focused on writing he's not fo focused on how a particular interaction design is done right different roles are trying to do everything in silo what can happen mm -hmm. is this knowledge can flow into each others within a, within a team by means of sharing of information visibility into what each and every one is doing and it's you know water in different boxes with holes in it and over a period of time things gets leveled up isn't it so i i guess mm -hmm. that okay people will have equivalent a level of knowledge but their excitement or their area of expertise can be in one right but will that make them unicorn designers no but will that make them a very effective and efficient designer yes yeah yeah i want a lot of designers to hear this out so <laughs> this is no, no, I, I think shashank you wanted to say something yeah that's a very important point that you know i don't know whether we'll make them like a super, superhero designer but i think we'll make them very very effective designer because they are they're very focused on on the task that they're doing and and most of all they are focused on the goal that they want to achieve for the organization right i mean it's i mean i'm i'm no longer just a maybe wireframe artist or maybe i'm just not doing a testing or i'm not just doing research and bringing some insights which i don't know what happens but you know now i'm i'm able to see how that is that is creating some impact across the scene and i feel proud about the work and i feel very happy about what 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 i'm doing i think that's that's the power of design of that it can bind everyone to a common goal and a common mission that the the team or the organization has okay cool so we we spoke a lot about design ops when it's relevant the impact that it can create for the organization the impact that can create for the people who are associated in this entire value chain if i were to ask each one of you if you if you can tell our audience today you know each one of you what is one area according to you that you would focus on when you establish your design ops organization of course there are many things to do but or one topic that you would focus on and shashank one topic that you would focus on what would be the one that you both would pick okay i will bring accountability into the team mm -hmm. okay very interesting <laughs> shashank yeah you know as a uh, as a person who sort of i i'm looking at a very business value of design or the hmm. so i'll 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 definitely want people to say okay hey this is the this is the goal or this is the what our organization wants to achieve and you know hey how can we have the entire function aligned to that and i believe that design ops team design ops leader design leaders can play a very very critical role in first of all understanding that goal absorbing that that goal and say okay hey what can i do to or what can me and my team do to ensure that you know we are able to meet those i think that's going to be one of my critical things that i would i would encourage all the design leaders and design ops managers to do fantastic fantastic so one talks one dimension is accountability yeah. the other dimension is how design maps to your business aspirations right fantastic of course i mean if you play and replay this 
this podcast today, we'll get to know all the other dimensions as well. But I still wanted to extract the top one from from both of you, right? No, and or I think years. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be good to yeah, kind go of, ahead, you know ask uh, ask ask a question maybe as the end of this topic saying okay what is, what is that one goal that people would like to achieve on using a design ops uh, as a design ops manager or design blogger and i think there are two dimensions that we got but i'm sure there are multiple dimensions that, that yeah. people could look at and maybe at the end of it we can leave with that open question say okay hey what is that one single dimension that you would like to improve on or to move on yeah I wish our producers can just put one nice little type form at the end of this video and say, hey, what do you think is your top true north for design ops? That would be very interesting. Yeah. 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 So shifting gears a little bit, I know when you guys started this journey of qubits, you you spoke to a lot of people, right? I don't recall the exact count today, but a lot is seems to be more most appropriate. Can again, I want to narrow it down to Oro, can you abridge it to one top challenge that you heard from them? And Shashank, can you do the same? In the interest of time, I want to make sure that we extract the best out of both of you. So what did you hear as the most critical challenge from the people that you spoke with? Yeah, one of the critical challenge I have four, but yeah, sharing the process and roadmap to an entire team Ah, and tracking them is a big challenge. Cool. Yeah. I I can empathize with it. <laughs> yeah. And mostly uh, this is from the design manager's point of view. And uh, when they create a roadmap, uh, usually they use this Excel sheets and uh, PPTs and they try to create a roadmap. They put a put together a process and, and mm-hmm. sometimes they use asanas and uh, Airtable. I, I've heard this. I have done this myself. It's a painful process. Then how do you socialize this? How do you democratize it or socialize it with people of or within your team and ensure that they follow it. It's a big challenge, continue to be a challenge. Shashank, what about you? What did yeah. your, so, what is your notes telling you? <laughs> yeah. So I've talked to close to hundred odd, uh, uh, you know, of our early adopters. Uh, I think one of the big challenges that comes up is that, you know, all of them use uh, on an average more than about five tools. And I'm just talking with the design function, you know, so they are using, you know, one of the research tools, you know, it could be a diary study or it could be some video sort of editing tool, uh, etc. Or they could be using some testing tools uh, like the user zoom, uh, optimal workshop, etc. Or they could be using, and the most popular tools are all the wireframing. So, so the teams have, use multiple tools. Now, if ask them, say, okay, hey, can you point to the the research that was done maybe last month? Where is the where is that file that we got some insights about? I mean, everyone has a challenge, you know, either in someone's Google Drive, someone's Dropbox, someone's email, etc. So the the biggest challenge that we've heard from people is saying, okay, hey, we just don't know where the, the documents are. There's no single repository that, that we have that helps us find the document very, very quickly in immediately. <laughs> so so having a repository and most importantly having a single source of truth is one of the key challenges that we have seen with, with many design leaders, design managers. I mean that's a that's sort of instant connect because everyone empathizes with that pain that you have when you're not able to find the latest document or you the latest document doesn't align with what design that was delivered to the to the to the end customer. So so, so 
so that's the that's the biggest piece uh, uh, that I've heard from several of, uh, of the people who've been uh, that we've been talking about qubits and who have been using qubits currently. So I want to now ask both of you for the challenges that you spoke about. Oro, how would you solve the challenge that you mentioned about the design process to design roadmap challenge that you have heard? Just mm -hmm. to complete the loop. And Shashank, how would you do the same thing for the ever-growing, you know, repository and its yeah. components, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Aro, do you want to, want to start? Yeah. Uh, you see, the uh, software as it as a Software has given us that opportunity, right? We can codify certain things. What what we have seen is we use 10 different kinds of tools to achieve the end goal that we have in mind, which essentially to create a process and socialize it within the team, right? That's what we did. We can do it with low-key tools like Excel, or we can do it with a high-fidelity tool like Asana or a, or a Jira, right? But these are not the tools made for designers for design ops for example i mean designers follow certain kind of processes there, there is a certain way of doing things they follow design activities so i would codify these processes and a process Raghu can have his own process Asan can have his own process we can be following double diamond or lean ux doesn't matter but can we really codify this these processes so that we don't have to keep looking for it the entire team can just pick it up and start using it or you can codify it from your side and just publish it to your entire team where it can it can become a roadmap like magic and and they start running the design program on top of it so my solution will be codify this entire thing so that it's streamlined all in one place you don't have to go anywhere and run your program with complete visibility of who is doing what when it has to be done and how it has to be done. Perfect. So codification brings in sense of streamlining. It brings in sense of transparency. It brings in enormous levels of predictability. And and it wouldn't really matter whether you're a two-member team or a 25-member team. The intent is one and the same. And that's what this would solve. And this is how you would solve. Shashank, how about the, the world problem of repositories? And yeah. <laughs> how would you solve that problem? No, I... I, I... I think it's it's very uh, very clear that you know the entire design function needs a single repository where you know every uh, all the information can be stored and and not just stored like a like a dumb storage but something which will which will have some semantic relationship that that gets built in in terms of whether you know it's a document that's related to maybe personal document related to scenarios document related to some insights etc so there has to be some enough tagging either auto tagged or maybe even manually tagged kind of a thing so so it's it's important that you have a repository that's semantically tagged so that you can search access reuse whenever you need it so for example you know if i'm creating a personal document it's, it's so many times it's happened that, you know, there are already three or four versions of personas that I've created, right? And it doesn't make, make any sense for me to create yet another thing because the person who's doing it, it's new, the person who's come on the project doesn't have any past context. So it's, it's important that you provide a continuous context to the user and that can be provided by having this sort of a single repository with all the ta content semantically tagged. 
and i think that will that itself will make a huge impact in terms of efficiency productivity efficacy of uh, of the entire design team absolutely i think if i paraphrase you what you're saying is what's the use of an organization wisdom if it's not surface at the time of need absolutely, right? absolutely. the example that you precisely gave where four versions of personas already exist i still insist that i create the fifth version is because people with all this digital heavy load into their heads it's very difficult to go back and figure out what was done before right yeah, yeah. Uh, i think this is this is fantastic i, I think you know hopefully things that we are trying to do will solve these two critical problems amongst many more yeah so you know my producers gave me a hard limit of 30 minutes you know we are 5 minutes over time but when when we have so much knowledge coming our way i think 5 minutes is not a crime i have one last question before i close this conversation in your experience please don't say qubits but in your experience what you have heard what are the tools that are currently being used to manage design ops shashank do you want to start you know i've i've used quite a lot of base camp in my in my previous career so i managed okay. i've also used excel spreadsheet so at some point we gave up base camp and we moved to excel spreadsheet and we managed that through pivot pivot tables and stuff like that for wow. for a long <laughs> long long time and and we created a fairly complex and in fact we wrote macros and things like that for on top of that but yeah i mean eventually i don't think we settled on anything which was like a perfect tool it it was it used to be a cross of you know some spreadsheets someone using some some project management tool asana trello maybe basecamp so it it kind of got got decentralized at various level and people just managed it but i i don't think there was like a one tool that that my entire team or my entire leaders used as a as a common platform. Auro, I don't know about Auro. Auro, Auro may, Auro, yeah. Auro is probably a little more organized, so I'm sure he probably did something <laughs> or did something. <laughs> yeah, I had to be organized, very, very organized. So I, I, in my mind, you know, there are a bunch of things that happen, goes, goes, goes through this design of journey, right? You need to bring the whole team team together. So we used WhatsApp, you know, meet. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, uh, teams. and i don't know it depends on what the client uses like some clients will use teams so you have to use teams some clients will use slack right we used whatsapp to be honest it was very simple for us would create a project group and run with it to give quick insights then design and research there are a bunch of tools like figma envision sketch user testing user zoom and a bunch of tools that we do to do to do design or research together right? apart from of course doing it in office then follow task instruction that is what should i tell people to do right and um, i never bothered about it so much because in a small project teams it's very easy to say that okay hey these are the 10 things that needs to be done and they have to run with it but people used aha jira asana kind of tools and of course in base camp there is something called task task list that that's what they used and to follow best practices we always do google search we you we had some internal library of some documents then there is something called interactiondesign.org which is which has a lot of content you know exciting content people actually took 
licenses or subscription to to keep referring there keep going back there these days i see adp list where people go to get some advices they all these are part of design ops okay people trying to figure out you know how to do things better then how do they share the design documents we used google drive extensively dropbox was was also used basecamp is also used that is de facto but following a process is is word of mouth i mean just say that okay this is how you need to do and this is the timeline that you have to do yeah. bunch of tools and i think we are it's really really we are in a bad need for something that that can combine all these things uh, together yeah i i really see value for bringing this all together into one homogeneous piece that yeah. can help you with design ops doesn't matter who you are in terms of the size of your team i i wish i can continue for many more minutes but i it you know we have to end somewhere and i think this is a good note to end thanks a lot gentlemen for taking us through design ops as as an introductory topic to our target audience it was very interesting to say the least what i liked about this today's conversation was we focused on first principles we focused on how design can play an design ops can play an important role not just for design but also helping design to align with business those are the key takeaways that i am taking from this conversation yeah so thanks once again glad you are here to, to well, thanks, address these uh, interesting topics thanks ragu i think we should we should do a follow up of this because there are a lot of things that we probably yep, should have covered yeah. in more talk so i don't know what to call that like maybe yeah, design 20201 or 102 202 303 pick up fibonacci series and go to the next one yeah but yeah. each question the way i realized this is it's not possible to stop <laughs> asking you to answer because each question can be a podcast episode by itself and yeah, i yeah, think exactly, we should yeah. do that but nevertheless thank you once again and this marks the end, end of this episode we will meet again very shortly stay safe and stay healthy cheers bye bye thank you thank you thank, thank you, you. Thanks. thanks thanks